Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Create Smarter Podcast Conversation Series, where we sit down with an industry professional and hear their takes on marketing trends, live events, and how they create smarter. As content creators in any field will tell you, the pandemic threw a wrench into most, if not all, of our plans and made creators around the industry look for alternative ways to get their content out to the public and to keep their events alive. Luckily for us, the ways to get eyes on our content are seemingly endless these days, and with a bit of creativity, you can adapt and continue to produce your content, even if that means throwing ideas at the wall and seeing what sticks. Join our pal Josh as he talks with Peter Levine, founder and director of the Weird Local Film Festival. From starting on Instagram Live to learning how to produce a fully switched live stream, Peter had to use unique ways to engage with his audience during the difficult times of COVID. Peter also tells us how we flipped a script on how to produce live content in the cable television world by turning to a live streaming alternative in order to keep those live shows going. Peter uh, works at Cambridge Community TV as his uh, uh, main gig, though he's not a man averse to some side gigs. Uh, he's their production engagement manager. And a uh, pretty fun story with uh, kind of how I got to know Peter. About a year and a half ago, I was actually Peter's intern. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was really awesome. It was kind of a transitional moment for me. Uh, I would, had just graduated school. I wanted to keep making content like I did in school, but didn't know exactly the place to do it. So uh, I went to CCTV. I met Peter, and it was really kind of a, a match made in heaven. Um, so not only does Peter, he's a great internship manager, uh, he's a great content producer, but he also creates, uh, he also produces a lot of, uh, awesome events himself. With that, I'd love to welcome in our guest here today, Mr. Peter Levine, uh, founder and director of the Weird Local Film Festival. Uh, Peter, thank you so much for joining us here on the Create Smarter Show. Hey, thank you, Josh, for having me. This is great. Of course. Uh, it's always great. Uh, bantering with you. That's what we did for most of my internship and awesome to be doing it uh, on the internet here today. Um, so first off, uh, we kind of, I guess by starting with CCTV, I kind of buried the lead just a little bit with all your work with uh, Weird Local. Um, so I'd love if you don't mind, just uh, can we hear a little bit about the festival's history, uh, mostly as an in-person event in Somerville? Um, and then if you're Fine with that. I'd also love to hear about kind of your transition, uh, taking that to a virtual event this past year as well. All right. I will try to not make this too long winded, but that's not my strong suit as given by this preface. So, uh, yeah, so I'm a, I was a musician primarily, but I started getting into video and me and my brother worked on a project and nothing that I made was ever getting viewed online. So we decided to have like a recital which is, I was a cellist, so I would, I would give recitals whenever I did it. So we, we created a screening, um, we scrapped something together. Um, and so me and my brother and a few friends that were making videos had a screening at a warehouse and it was so fun. So we decided to kind of create a regular event and realize that we couldn't create enough videos quick enough to fill a 90 minute program. So, uh, Sadly, we opened it up to the public so they could also have their stuff be uh, seen. So that's kind of how the festival began. So in 2017, August 2017, we had our first live event. And then, uh, you know, I, I don't have to tell you the story about how everything changed when the pandemic hit. But, you know, we did that. We did 12 live events, a few side events. You were involved in a, in a few of the, uh, I believe you were involved in some of the side events. We did a music show where you DJed and other stuff. Um, but yeah, and then we went virtual when 
we were no, it was no longer safe to be around each other. So, mm. yeah. That's awesome. And I guess I didn't know sort of that backstory of Wolf. I'm, I'm sure if you and your brother could have done it all yourselves, I'm sure you would have loved to keep it in the family, <laughs> but it's awesome. It's been really cool. Kind of the weird, the weird local community that you've built up uh, over the past couple of years. It's really awesome to see that. And one of my favorite things throughout the pandemic was just kind of seeing that virtual festival take shape. Um, you kind of mix it up in terms of the actual production of that. Um, I'm sure you were using various streaming solutions. And at <laughs> one point, I think the first Wolf, it was streaming on Facebook and then, okay, we're gonna unlist this YouTube video. Everyone go watch that and then come back here on Facebook. <laughs> um, and then yeah, it, it kind of evolved a lot. Can, can you talk about just sort of how you picked up virtual production and how that changed as the year went on? No, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't do it alone. I like to say that I do because I don't know, I've been working with my therapist to try to let other people in to the process, but, uh, basically me and a bunch of co-organizers, uh, well, one of the co-organizers, he got an email from a local publication saying, Hey, if any of you have virtual events, you should let us know. And so we said we had a virtual event, even though none of us had any experience doing um, extensive live streaming or anything like that. So we set a date for an event and we were gonna do the whole thing on Instagram. Uh, so Instagram live for the hosted segments and then the blocks of films would be on Instagram for, yeah, we would, we would put them up as IGTV videos. And that was, um, I think in March we did that. So everybody, people submitted 30 second um, films, I believe at that point. And it was really fun. It was chaotic. We didn't quite know what we were doing, um, but it, we had a good time. And but so we we sort of kept ironing it out. So a few months later, we did another one where we made it more of a scavenger hunt, which I thought would be fun. But you know, I think people still had fun at that point because it was early in the pandemic and it hadn't been ironed out the correct ways to do these kinds of things. We were just kind of diving right in. So we made a Facebook Live event. We basically hosted it on Facebook Live, and then we would put a link up on the screen and say, go to YouTube. And uh, and then we put a link in the chat and it's like, you can see the first block of films here and we'll be back in 20 minutes with more live stuff. So we would switch between the Facebook Live and then you were supposed to click and go away to YouTube. Um, but then I started learning OBS, uh, some switching live streaming software, and we put it all into just one YouTube video experience. So we had the live stuff and then we would go into the films uh, once once we got verse. So that was three, four and five. The the last three virtual events we did were all one link and you just stayed there. And I think that was that was the ultimate winner for <laughs> how we did things. Yeah, no, uh, that makes a lot of sense. And like I said, from from my end as the viewer and I think only one time submitter You're to the one, virtual festivals. 82. Yeah, maybe, but it was it was cool to see, you know, that happen in real time. For me, it was really like, whoa, like, you know, everyone loves putting on events. No one knows how to do it right now. <laughs> and, you know, hat off, hats off to you and your team uh, for just kind of going with it, putting that pressure on yourselves you, and then figuring it out as, as time went on. I think uh, we saw in that last clip, you're definitely a bit of an OBS master now. We had some yeah. uh, shark overlays. <laughs> Uh, some some chickens. It looks like you kind of mastered all the tools of the trade for that. Thank you. Um, and and <laughs> of course. And speaking about that clip, I was wondering, uh, can we believe the Peter from about a month ago in the end of no. that clip we just watched? Will Wolf be back in person in July? 
no, if you were still my intern, I would have reprimanded you heavily for doing that because uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, basically, we we had an event set up for July, but unfortunately, we were supposed to leave the event by nine o'clock uh, due to city regulations and the sun won't even set until 8 30 so the ability to even see the films with a projector would have been hindered so unfortunately we are not going to be having that event in july we're taking the summer off but we're going to be back in the fall with with some awesome stuff um assuming public health is in a good place but big things planned well, that's awesome. Sorry for putting you on the spot there, but just wanted to do a, a real-time fact check. Um, but no, I mean, those kind of uh, issues, timing, projection, outdoors, like these are the issues we as events producers kind of have to think about, take into account, and, you know, always kind of obsessively worry about. So totally understand yeah. that. Um, but I guess uh, transitioning just a little bit over to your um, day job at CCTV, you guys also kind of had to figure out a pretty big uh, production workflow transition there as well. Um, can yep. you talk a little bit about what it was like to take the whole uh, live recording uh, cable shows and putting those all streaming from home? Yeah, absolutely. So for those who don't know, CCTV Cambridge Community Television is a public access station. So we have uh, local Cambridge residents and uh, other people who come in and they make their own TV shows, documentaries, uh, podcasts, uh, just all kinds of media. So we have a, uh, a slew of maybe, I don't know, 40, 40, 45 live producers who create live shows that go right to cable television. Um, and so, yeah, so when the pandemic hit, we had to switch a lot of, well, as many of those shows as we could to from home production, which a lot of our members um, are not as technologically savvy. You know, we have a lot of uh, older members. We have a lot of people that maybe don't even own a computer. So, uh, so yes, we, we did a lot to try to figure out how to uh, make it so people of all backgrounds and all technological know-how and income levels could, if they wanted, still have a live show during and be able to get their voice out even during this, uh, this wild, wild time. So it was, a, it, it was great. Uh, honestly, I, I wish we could have done more. There's always that, uh, you know, it's, it's the people that are most in need that are the hardest to really address their needs, especially the pandemic, especially for people without technological know-how or the the setup already. It, it was just really, really difficult. But we we had I we got iPad kits into certain people's homes so they could make shows and have some, you know, internet. We did uh yeah, we we did phone in shows. We had people call from landlines. We did whatever we could to uh to get all these producers that wanted to on the air and uh, have them have them say their piece. Hmm. That's, that's awesome. I uh, love the resiliency, both of the CCTV staff, but also the CCTV producer community. Um, yeah, it's awesome that you can keep, keep it chugging along. Um, and I guess my favorite thing uh, that I'm most excited for is later today, uh, in-person CCTV produced events are, are back uh, with some back, amount of, uh, regularity now as well. Uh, can you talk yeah. about the event you're producing in just a couple hours? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so excited to uh, to feel the energy again. That's what's really, really just so motivating. But uh, so we're producing a local music showcase. So we're going to have four greater Boston area artists come in and perform. We have a DJ. It's just going to be a live event at an outdoor venue in Central Square called Starlight Square. 
So it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just so exciting to feel the energy again, um, after so many, so many months of isolation and, you know, it's good to, good to feel that again. So yeah, we, we did another show, Josh, you were at last month where we, we've been doing trivia shows. Like we are trying to create a more regular trivia game show called who knows Cambridge. So people learn a little more about their town and it's kind of fun and goofy and it's, it's stolen from a bunch of trivia <laughs> trivia shows that already exist, but it's this weird uh, Frankenstein monster that I created of trivia shows that are probably familiar, but you know, maybe we can elude uh, getting in trouble <laughs> because there's enough confusion between it. But it's, uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun to just get people in the room and we started teaching outdoor production classes and other things. And yeah, it's been, it's been great to have people come in person safely again and uh yeah be able to see all the members and feel that energy yeah i know i'm looking forward to uh attending tonight uh it's really awesome what uh central square and the city of cambridge did with that starlight square they took i think it was an old uh parking spot and just converted it into an outdoor event space last summer it's back this summer um so yeah, it's really awesome that they're doing that and you get the opportunity with your team to uh put on some events there um yeah yeah, it's and pretty then, amazing. You should check, anybody should check it out. They have events every night. They're free, and they're 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 having a roller skating event. I think tomorrow night where they're turning the whole thing into a roller skating uh, situation. So I don't know if my layman's terminology of that is right, but it's great. It's a very cool space. Well, we'll run that through uh, run that by our <laughs> roller skating experts, but I think I think that'll uh, probably track with them as well. Um, but yeah, uh, kind of getting towards the end of our conversation here, Peter, don't want to take up too much of your time just since you are, you know, <laughs> putting on your producer director cap and running into that madness tonight. Uh, good luck with that event. I'll be there, uh, with some friends really looking forward to the concert. Um, but lastly, just kind of on a ending note here, one of the things that's been most, uh, impressive for me with all the stuff you've been doing this past year is just your regular uh uploads to the weird local productions youtube channel it seems like you really just kind of took the challenge on yourself to keep creating content it seems like every week there's a new video or sketch or animation just a kind of cool weird thing that you've been working on um so you know as a aspiring content creator someone who wants to have that same level of output that was really cool to see this past year um so do you have any advice for people on how to stay creative and i guess uh yeah yeah what, what what do you do to stay creative when the world's uh falling apart thanks josh i really appreciate that um it, i i'm worried i do worry that there's a compulsion for me so my advice isn't always the right thing i'm definitely i have a lot of feelings so i always try to make stuff so i can put them in a direction but uh yeah, I definitely recommend uh, perfection's not, it's not your friend after a certain point. I think being afraid of, of, not, of, your, of your work not being perfect means you won't, you won't put out as much work, which I think is uh, something I see a lot of my peers and I've definitely struggled with, especially as a classical musician. I was so afraid of playing the cello and it not being perfect. But the only people that really care about the perfection are not the audience you even want, the people that are nitpicking your stuff they have another agenda. So I think really trying to uh, get over the perfectionism and just try to figure out your message and get it to at least 80%. Um, I think it's a great way. And I, I just believe the more you pump out, the more you're able to carve out your, your self-identity, recognize who you are as, a, as an artist, which I'm embarrassed to even say artist if I'm throwing videos on YouTube. But um, 
yeah, I, I, it is art. Every, you know, whatever you make is art. And I think uh, we should feel less shame about not being perfect with it because that's ridiculous. So that's my concise philosophy. Totally. And that's something uh, I, you know, struggle with as well. I've definitely had projects I've left on the cutting room floor just because I didn't think they were perfect. But, uh, you know, YouTube is where the art happens these days. We just got to throw stuff up and let the content speak for itself. So, Peter, thanks again so much for coming on. I would like to leave you with one final question. Um, I think we're going to make a habit of asking all of our guests this on the show, deciding this right now. I haven't checked with any of the, the teams, but uh, <laughs> hey, Peter, how do you create smarter? Oh, man, I wish you had. Yeah, not, not to put you on the spot. All right. How do I create smarter? I don't think about how smart my creation is. I, I, I try to I try to play a little dumb sometimes because I think as creators, it is easy to overthink everything. So I'm trying to figure out the places where you have to strategize and the places where you have to play dumb because anxiety always does play in any time you put something out. So I have no idea if I answered your question, but yeah. No, definitely. Good enough. Uh, for sure. <laughs> we'll have to have you back on the program for uh, the Create Dumber show next week uh, when, we, <laughs> when we talk about all the benefits of uh, different styles of production. But thanks so much, Peter. Really appreciate the time and good luck with that uh, event tonight. Really looking forward to being there in the audience. And I'm sure the folks watching CCTV will uh, enjoy watching the show in a couple weeks as well. Thank you so much, Josh. Appreciate all of this. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Create Smarter Podcast conversation series. You can follow us on all platforms at 5Tool Productions to enjoy more episodes and live streams to keep you up to date with all the latest news from the industry. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.